It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this Welcome world back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Akiva Lineker. Akiva, how are you today? I'm so great. So great. It's your favorite time of the year. Yes, I always it's the say most wonderful time. Sorry. No, stop saying. I always say, and maybe I'll tweet this tomorrow. So don't get on me for saying a joke on a podcast no one listens to and then tweeting it. But I, I do always say that I wish for everyone out there to one day love their children as much as I love March Madness. I mean, some people have kids, and I hope that they love their kids as much, like their actual kids, as much as they love March Madness. But if you don't, then one day you should have kids. You shouldn't actually. So but if the you problem can. is. For most people yeah. who have jobs yeah. like that, like that prevent prevent them from watching. Yeah. Like the biggest problem with March Madness is that the most exciting times are Thursday in the middle of the yeah. day, Friday the yeah. middle of the day, and chumps like me are stuck in the so office. So I never take off work for anything. Back in the day when I when I uh, when I was a, a, a stooge in, in New York, and I would take off one day a year. I take off March Madness. I'd actually work till noon if my job sort of asked for it. But when I was a teacher, I, that was the only day all year I took off. And I would try and convince friends to, to take the day off work, too. And sometimes that worked. And sometimes I'd just stay home. And, like, I would stay home and I would get, like, I do what uh, Louis C.K. called the double, 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 I think he called. No, he calls it the uh, the Bam Bam. Or oh, yeah. The, the, I forgot not the Bam Bam. And I'd get food from two different restaurants. I'd get, like, Chinese and I'd get, like, deli or shawarma or something. I would just go to town. It's a bang, bang. It's a bang, bang. 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 Oh, do the bang, bang. Okay. And I've used that term, like, a hundred times. So you get rest- food from two different restaurants, and you just go absolutely bananas. And uh, it's my favorite day of the whole year. Have you ever been to Vegas? I've never been madness? to Vegas. Like, I got married when I was 20, so, like... Wait, you've never been to Vegas, period? I've never been in... Yeah. I mean, yeah. You should listen when I talk. I've said that many times, but... Yeah. By the way, you can't, you can't blame your wife. I've been to Vegas with my wife. Yeah, my wife's not interested. And why would she bring, like... Like, if if you were an alcoholic, your wife wouldn't be like, hey, let's go to the bar, you know? So why would my yeah. wife bring me to Vegas? The best time to go to Vegas, though, I would say for sure, is March Madness. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, that's the I've, been, I've been to Vegas too many times. And I say of too- all time, like everyone, the, like <laughs> well, no, but people say the Super Bowl. The most oh, I, I haven't been oh there for the God. Super Bowl. Everyone knows that though. <laughs> I'm just saying, but but I've actually done it, and I can say that it was great. I also have gambling tips for those who are are in Vegas. Well, let's give gambling tips. All right, so let's jump in. So Akiva, you know, and I, the two of us collectively, I guess, although more more than you than me, have a whole bunch of interesting pools going on that we do in March Madness. Uh, one of your pools, which which people are still can still join as long as I upload this podcast. So we're actively promoting illegal Thursday. gambling on this on this podcast. It's not illegal. We're just doing it for fun, right? We're gonna lose all of our sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah, we're just doing it for fun. It's true. The winner gets. By the way, we're in another pool, 
and you made up a rule that if like something crazy happens, but specific and, and feasible, although unlikely, then some testicular cancer charity gets all the money from the pool. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So I did this last year. Yeah, you're right. So well, well, so we'll talk about that one first and then we'll talk about yours. This is a pool that people can't join anymore because it's already it's over. The draft has already been completed. This is a NCAA players pool. So you, you draft. There's 11 people in our league and we had an we had a snake style email draft reply all email draft today and we drafted 11 people each drafted six teams so a total of 66 teams were drafted and then everybody takes their six teams and they choose two players from each of those teams so you have a total of 12 players and you just add up the total points scored by the 12 players in the tournament and whoever gets the most points from their 12 players wins what I said is we want to be able to root, have a rooting interest for every single team in every single game. So the two teams that went undrafted in our league, which are Austin P and Middle Tennessee, who are both garbage, obviously. They're both going to get creamed you know, in the first round. They have no chance of playing a second game. If their top two scorers combine for 60 points, which means 30 points apiece, basically, in that extremely unlikely scenario, then that means that all 11 of us did such a bad job drafting because we left a team that was really good on the board, and so nobody deserves to win. And so, yeah, the entire charity, uh, the entire pot will go to charity. I the want pot, my money back if, if that happens. We were get- no charity. Yeah. And what what if someone is pro-testicular cancer? Like, I don't understand. You didn't even factor this stuff in. Is anybody pro-testicular no, 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 cancer? No, no. no nobody's pro-testicular cancer. Yeah. Well, is anybody pro-cancer, no. really? I'm sure I mean, there's, there's people. People are always like, oh, I wish that so-and-so would get cancer. I don't think that's cool. Yeah, but they're not rooting for cancer in general. They're just rooting no, for No, nobody's a fan of a cancer. Person. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can be pro-cancer. Yeah. Um, you think ISIS right, so, likes so, so cancer? That's, that's the thing ISIS thinks about cancer? No, because they, ha- it's, they have like more efficient ways of killing people, chopping yeah. heads so off. So they're not impressed and, you know. by cancer, basically. Yeah, I don't want to talk about rape and murder anymore. So, so let's move on. So, why Cut don't you out. talk about your four and one pool? Because we can still recruit people. I don't want to recruit people. It's it's so much work oh. for me. I'll tell people about it just so that people could hear how awesome my ideas are. Like I invented the players' pool ten years ago. Now you take credit for it and you run it. And I'm not even. I don't even get to know that you're giving all the money to charity. Apparently, instead of like our my hard earned money that I'm going to win in the pool, maybe. But uh, yeah, the four and one pool is four different pools. It's a regular bracket. Just standard. You fill out a bracket. You give it in. Then a survivor pool, which is like an NFL survivor pool where you pick a team or two every day and they have to advance and you can't pick the same team twice and last person standing wins. And then we do a wins pool, which is you just pick one team per seed number. So one one seed, one two seed, one three seed, one four seed, and so on until 16. And you try and have your group of 16 teams win the most games in the NCAA tournament. And then we have a new pool this year called the spread pool, which I think might be good. Although we'll see how it works which is you pick a bunch of games against the spread and it's basically like a tournament, like you're in the, in the bracket and it's 64. Uh, after the first round, it'll be 64. The 64 best uh, brackets remaining are basically like my picks will play against Chester's picks and he'll like forget to pick. He'll go 0-8 and, and I'll go. Oh, I hope he, I hope we don't match up in the first round. Well, I, we got to make it. There's a lot of people in this pool at this point. I don't know if we'll make the round of 64. Yeah. And then it goes you know on and on and whatever. We'll see. I mean, that might be good. There might be a lot of ties. I'm not so sure. So hypothetically, if somebody's intrigued by what you just said and were to tweet at you at Keeve 26 on Twitter, hey, Akiva, I'd love to join the four in one pool. Your answer is no. No, they could join. No, they could join. Oh, okay. I'm just saying I'm not like interested in like promoting it places because it's a lot of a data entry for me. So I want it to be smaller, not bigger. But if you listen to this podcast, I I love if you listen to any of my podcasts, I love you. So 
you can join whatever. Yeah. And, and, and many listeners are wondering, well, you call it a four and one Akiva. So what happens? Like, how do the four combine with each other? And the answer is not. No, a they used to combine, but it was a lot of work and I stopped combining them. You used to be a one yeah. winner of the pool a person who did the best. Like the yeah. first year, a guy came in, in like across second, all third, first and fifth in the four pools. So last won. year, that was me. And so I was sort of sending updates to everybody in the pool of, you know, the people who were in the running to win the overall. Oh, yeah. He does spreadsheets even when they don't count. Yeah, exactly. And all of those people, obviously, because they were totally self-interested, are like, oh, that's awesome. What do you win? And then I said nothing. I said, why don't you yell at Akiva? And then all these people are like, oh, Akiva, what the hell's wrong? Why does nobody win that? But yeah, of course, again, I have to stop giving you the email list for so. the whole pool. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when I'm rallying them up against sure. you. Uh, forming a, a coup d'etat. All right. So do you have any do you have any hot takes about March Madness or should we jump into the real uh, the real March Madness, which is, of course, uh, the elite eight of our greatest living American t- tournament no let's talk march madness and then we'll then we'll do we'll cut down from eight to four with with the good gla uh, sweeping the nation okay literally i, I can't yeah. can't even turn on my computer my phone i think shut off there were so many tweets about it four or five <laughs> hashtag GLA. gla uh yeah i was like i was annoyed that it, it's ridiculous and corporate that the garbage tulsa's and michigan's and syracuse's got in over monmouth and saint bonnie and and all that yeah, but that's not a hot take. Right, right. But, okay, but that, that was Sunday, who, and now we're at the bracket. Yeah. Uh, but I was really looking yeah. forward. So now what you have is... We're, we're, past, we're past who should be in the tournament. You know, it's funny because Sports Illustrated just a week ago had a whole article about how Valparaiso is not just going to be a sweet... You know, they're actually a team that can contend to go really far. And uh, they're in the NIT. Yeah, really the only boring thing you can get in round one is when you have like a Vanderbilt against the Wichita, which I know is the... The playing yeah. game. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares about mediocre teams and big no, conferences. No, no, and Wichita's a bad yeah. example, but they're at this point they're kind of like a power conference in in that sense. Like it would be cool if they won the championship, but it's not exciting for them to win a game or two. When Col- I'm a UConn fan, but when we play Colorado and UNC play- USC plays Providence, the only thing you root for is a close game. Like it is still exciting to see a buzzer beater, but yeah, eight nines, eight nines are usually the worst games of the of the yes. tournament. And a, there's always at least two buried on Friday night, but there's yeah. really not much that can go right or wrong sometimes you get a close game but what you want you want like the purdue's versus the arkansas little rocks the iowa states versus the iona's the teams i'm most excited about in the tournament i like the new york area teams well one is already gone by the way here's a here's a really stupid take mike i love mike francesa he's probably my favorite person on earth he uh was talking to the coach of fdu was was already knocked out as we're speaking they lost by like 35 points to uh dunk to yeah, dunk and, and by the way who had florida gulf coast in the uh, players pool no 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 one cares this guy oh you did oh you oh so you're moving yeah. on you, you got if you beat unc that's bragging rights forever I got I got twenty points from Noriela. No, 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 but no, really, no one cares. I'm in this pool, and I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> I'm you just can say, tell me if you cut it out of, Go- of the podcast. If you edit instead it of taking Florida Gulf Coast's second leading scorer, mm-hmm. I just I did some deeper research and took their third leading scorer. Oh, and it cost me six. Well, it cost me six I think points. Yosef Feldstein was famous. I think he in like the first year of this pool. He picked. He just picked the top two scores. Number two was in jail, I think, by the time the tournament started. Like he'd been kicked off the team. Like he had thirteen points a game, so he was the second score. But like it was only two games, and he was like he had. Well, the toughest thing about this pool because obviously you don't know you don't know who the players are in half no, the teams no, you're drafting. Yeah. So yeah, so you just look at you just look at you know at their at the team stats for the season, and you take the top two guys, and then if you see that one of the top two guys hasn't played all the games, you just you know quickly check his his game log just to make sure that he hasn't missed any games recently. But the toughest thing is when a guy gets injured 
in the in the conference championship such that he hasn't missed any games. I'll never but know. He's that. Not gonna I'm not going to do it. It would have to be like on his page on ESPN. I would. But never that's happened that. a couple times in the last yeah, couple well, of years, and that's like a tough scenario. Well, anyway, this is not so interesting. But uh, so the teams, I'll I'll give you some sleeper teams. I'm super excited about to watch. Uh, so I don't know if you this team is not going to win, but Stony Brook, our our hosts uh, alma mater, Eric Eric Cufflick's alma mater, had made their American Conference Championship four years out of five, and they kept losing by like a point or two to Vermont or Albany, and they finally made it this year, and they have a really good team. They have a big man who put up 43 in a game this year, Jameel Warney. Is that Warney? Yeah, and he's he's, yeah. he's a really good player, uh, and they have a legitimate team that's like a classic March Madness team uh, that could have beat people, and somehow they got Kentucky that's really a one seed, somehow a four seed, and they're a 13 and a half point underdog as a 13 seed, so they're not going to win, so I was excited about that. The other local New York 13 seed that is exciting is Iona. I didn't tell my Mike Francesa's story yet, but he's wrong about everything. But he happened to when Iona hired Tim Kloos, he he said, like, I'm friends with Tim Kloos and he's going to be amazing. And I figured, like, OK, he's going to go like, oh, and 33 times and get fired. But he is an amazing coach. He's going to be coaching at one of the top 10 schools within a couple of years because every year uh, he's a little bit at D'Antoni-ish. Like they don't play so much defense, but they win. They they run the ball and and they score like 90 points a game. So they're very exciting. But I don't, yeah, they got this guy, A.J. English, who's scoring. Yeah, and they'll and take like guys like A.J. English, who I think played for, you know, they, they a couple of years ago, they'll set a guy who was like one of like the best player in Arizona just happened to transfer and they'll take transfers, which sometimes backfires. Like Binghamton became really good school for like two years. And then like their transfer students started murdering people because they had been kicked out of their previous schools. So they're yeah. like barely in the NCAA anymore. By the way, A.J. English sounds like a name that your your NBA video game would create when you're doing like future seasons. Yeah, it's right. It just, it's a very generic. It is generic. It is generic. The Francesa story. So he was talking to the coach of Fairleigh Dickinson, which was the 16th seed in the playing games. And he said, it's better if he was a coach of a 16th seed. Teaneck in the house. in the house. He was, if he was the coach of a 16th seed, he would rather play in that game because you at least get to, you know, play another game on national TV. And if you win, that's a, that's an NCAA tournament win under your belt, even though it's really not like no one's going to count that. And, and, you know, and you want to win that. And, the NCAA even gave up trying to yes, call Yes, this the year it's round. it's not even called because they the, well I think yeah. if Francis actually said they they did that for the ratings cuz people were including it in the ratings and they were so bad compared to the first round oh. that they <laughs> they didn't want people to like average in the 2 with the 12 so they yeah. but anyway but so he said like I'd rather do that but now they go out fairly Dickinson tonight and the coach was agreeing and he was just trying to make the coach feel good now they go out tonight and they lose to the other 16 seed by 31 so now whatever goodwill the coach has earned it's not like he's getting a job now right if they had lost to North Carolina you could still he could get a better job maybe you know someone would be like oh he's doing a great job at FDU now it's like oh my god he's losing by 31 points to a 16 seed it's almost like a waste of a year yeah but FDU was a crappy team who just won their conference tournament sure you know they were heavy underdogs today against Florida yeah but the point is it's an absurd take to say you'd rather have to play in that garbage 16 seed game first no for sure if I was a player I'd rather play in that game also yeah and I was a coach if I was a fan for sure I would I'd rather play two games in one so you've studied the teams do you is there even a one percent chance that one of these 16 seeds gives something to uh, the one seed and which at this point like we're sort of old and grizzled we're 32 years old we've kind of seen almost everything there is in sports there's nothing at, at this juncture that would be bigger like someone wins the Super Bowl every year someone wins the World Series like great if you win a triple crown in baseball or in horse racing it's like okay it's something i've seen before to see a 16 seed beat a one seed i feel like is the last grail for us in sports like we could almost retire yeah. if that happens 
How insufferable would Bill Simmons be if Holy Cross wins as a 16 seed? Oh, the only 16 I'm not rooting for is Holy Cross. I it would be for... insane. It yeah. would be. Cr- I mean, it would be fun to see like uh, Joe House and Jack and all those guys. Like, it would be. I mean, he would. He would have to like start writing column again. It would be unbelievable. The one positive would be he has promised that he would stop following sports yes. if that happened because he would get. Well, why is that but good? He's been you, promising you, that since you admit you've listened. He's been promising that since 2004. Read every with the Red article Sox. he's ever written. You listen to his podcast. Why? Do you hate him? You know my relationship, and it's similar to yours with, with Simmons. Well, it's not I similar to mine. Product, I didn't but... have a meeting with his editor to discuss what was wrong in the book. Only you did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only you met down with well, the editor of the book no. of basketball to go over the hundreds no, no, no. of well, mistakes well, well, in the book. I wasn't saying what was wrong. No, I, I was copy editing it yes. for him. You found hundreds of mistakes. I mean, there were more mistakes in that book than I've ever seen in it. it was I mean, they rushed out. First of all, there's so many facts, and they rushed it out. I almost gave them a pass. And, and, the, and the copy that I have of that book, by the way, still has, like, <laughs> Corrections? All, the foot, all my, uh, my uh, tabs. It must be fun at a party. Yeah. So the answer is, this is the year that a lot of people have been saying, because it's such a wide-open tournament, because so many teams have been the one, the you know, number one in the polls this year, because everybody has four-plus losses, people saying this is the year it's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen this year, categorically. You know, the funny thing when you talk about the one seeds is everybody was was rightfully pissed that Oregon but, And it's worth saying the these are the seed. worst one oh. seeds ever. We've never had one seeds this bad. The two seeds are just as good as ever. They're, they're, you know, I like two two seeds in the finals. Well, but hold on. So so, so I'm making the opposite argument here. So everybody's, everybody's mad about, like, Oregon being a one seed and Michigan State not, and everybody's saying, oh, Oregon stinks, Oregon stinks. But I think that the hate has gone too far in the sense that nobody, I mean, literally zero people have Oregon coming out of that bracket. Right. Everybody's saying, well, it, which is which is crazy because if Oregon was a two or a three seed, a ton of people would be picking them as a sleeper. Yes. Instead, everybody's just like, oh, automatically they're going to lose. And so it's almost like where being the one seed is a negative in a sense. Yes. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I don't think Oregon's going to lose. Um, you know, none of the other one seeds are going to lose. We've seen the 215 before, of course, like Coppin State over South Carolina when we were in high school. I think that was. I think that that could be in play, possibly. Yeah, I was watching I was watching a video, like 10 or 25 greatest upsets in the NCAA tournament to get me fired up for the tournament. Yeah. People forget how big of a deal it used to be for a 15 seed to be a two seed, right? Syracuse loses in the 80s. Then in 1991, Arizona loses, but they lost to Steve Nash in Santa Clara. So that's like, a pr- in hindsight... Like, Arizona was loaded. They okay. had, like, Damon Stoudemire, Chris Mills. They had, like, four or five NBA players. But yeah. but ultimately, like, the other team had a Hall of Famer and was, you know, in yeah. hindsight, like, that that conference is, you know, rarely has 15 seeds. It's usually much higher. Um, But then it started happening, like, South Carolina lost to a 15 seed in the in the late 90s by 13 points. Coppin State, yeah. Yeah, to lost to Coppin State by 13 points. Missouri randomly lost to, I think, a directional school. I forget who. Like now it's now it's old hat and Iowa State lost to Hampton. That was the Iowa State that had Marcus yeah. Pfizer, Jamal Tinsley and uh, ESP, yeah. former ESPN. But wasn't Fi- wasn't Pfizer injured? No, he played in the game. Oh, he did. OK, what a disappointment. That was the that was the year where like the two biggest players in the NCAA tournament were Marcus Pfizer and Stromile Swift. And they were going to take yeah. over the NBA. It never, I mean, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. It's still possible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, so I was going to say that. So my hot take is that I think that that Weber State or is it Weber? Maybe Weber. it's Weber State. Oh, by the way, another one of my one of my all time favorite college basketball games, 14 seeded Weber State with Harold the Show Arsenault scoring 36 points to knock off North Carolina. They they have a couple of high scores now. They got Sengelin, they got Ballenboy. You know this, of course, because you took them in the players pool. Uh, they're playing Xavier in the first round. Xavier, who's my my least favorite top two seed they play good defense obviously but this is this is my uh this is my pick for if we're gonna see a massive upset i think that game i, I think that weber state's gonna keep it interesting at least late in the second half give me your best game of the first round what's the best game of the first round all right well how about akiva can we can we give a best game of of each of the brackets how about that each of the yeah, regions let's, let's, yeah best one in each region. all right game so, to watch for people all right yeah so my, my game to watch in the south 
is going to be the winner of Vanderbilt, Wichita State. And of course, that's happening tonight. So by the time this podcast comes out, people will probably know. But I think whoever that is, I think they have a chance to give Arizona a run for their money in the 6-11 matchup. So that's that's my game. Uh, that's my first round game to watch in the South. What about you? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a you know, diehard UConn fan. It's hard to explain how into the NCAA tournament games I get for UConn. Like, I don't like UConn as much as I like the Mets or the Jets, but... I mean, now it's a little different because we've won the championship four times. But like, I wouldn't be able to stand in the first half of a lot of these games. Like, I would be so nervous that I would I would literally be. I remember when they played San Diego State and my beloved Kawhi Leonard, they won by like a point or two at the end of the game. I, 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 I stood up other than halftime. I was like physically unable to sit the whole game. Yeah, but San Diego, but Kawhi Leonard wasn't your beloved when he was at San Diego. State. Oh, I hated him. Yeah, yeah. and he had the cornrow. I wasn't like like he's, he's still but he was like cornrows. nerdy. I know, but he was like nerdy cornrow. Yeah, he does have um, cornrows. So to, to like that's the game I'm interested in. But I also uh, I'm also gonna have to go with. We could be like we don't have to be like Mike and Mike where we have to pick different games, right? Because I, I think Arizona Wichita State is like an incredibly high quality first round game. Yeah. Vandy, I'd be less interested if it was Vandy. Oh for, no, yeah. I agree with you for sure. I'm rooting for Wichita State tonight. The problem is there's some real like I think Cal's a very good four seed and they're playing not a great thirteen seed. And then Maryland isn't you know a team that was like number one and they're playing South Dakota State. So none of those teams really are going to get a run for their money. So to me, the only great game out south. It's interesting how the seeds work in the tournament because the eleven seed is really the I like you'd rather be yeah. an eleven. Oh, so than- my team got a nine, and now I realize like we should have missed. You know, yeah. UConn, some people say they only made the tournament because they hit a 60-foot buzzer beater in triple overtime to force quadruple overtime where they won. They, In hindsight, because Tulsa made it, they probably would have been one of the last teams in even had they lost that game. And they would have been an 11 seed. Probably, unfortunately, they would have had to play in that playing game. But that's a better spot than playing, you know, even if they beat Colorado by 100, they're playing the number one team in the country in round two. Yeah, that's the, a disaster. A, the the, the way terrible. that we won the championship two years ago was they won a game in overtime as the seven seed against the ten seed, they they had to go to overtime with a late by hitting a late shot. Then they they ran a two seed off the floor because they were just bigger than them, and the two seeds are not nearly as good as the one seed usually. And then it's open. Then you don't have to. Then even in the in the next round, you're playing at best a three. Well, and, so that's you know, the thing. So really, the goal of the tournament is always you know the goal is the, the the goal that every team has, unless you're you know one of the top ten teams in the country. Your only goal going into the tournament is survive the first weekend, make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Sure. And the way to do that, of course, is to avoid one seeds and two seeds yeah. to a lesser extent yeah. two seeds. And yes. so that's why being an eleven is in a great position. Yeah, it's the, great. Yeah, you'd rather be an eleven than a seven, eight, nine, or a ten, for sure. Yeah, the threes have holes. Are, they the one the yeah. one seeds usually are just bigger and better than you. Yeah, but you're a seven, eight, nine, or ten seed, and you have to face a one or a two. Whereas an eleven. So how do you how do you guarantee yourself to be a six or an 11? That's really the big question. Yeah. So my my second favorite team after Minnesota, of course, is Michigan, because my my wife, my my father in law, my grandfather in law all went to Michigan. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was my, my wife just chipped in because she's listening to this podcast. I lived Which in an Arbor. That's true. Say, like, I lived in Arbor. maze and blue. Yeah, uh, last time I lived in an Arbor, by the way, was the last uh-huh. time their college football team was relevant. So they should have bring me back. No. Shots fired at your wife. So, well, so yeah, so let's skip over to the East then. So, okay. you, know, uh, you know, I'm obviously rooting for Michigan to beat Tulsa. Oh, I've at, never seen a bracket with the South as the first region. That's kind of weird, right? Well, yeah, because the brackets aren't like themselves geog- geographically correct. <laughs> right. I know, but I don't think I've ever seen the South as that top left. Yeah. Anyway, the East. Yeah. There's so, an obvious answer here. Well, so obviously, first of all, everybody wants Tulsa to lose that playing game because it's immoral Ooh, that Tulsa's yeah. in the tournament, right? Yes. And I, Joe I, Lunardi basically like I, I honestly think he's yeah. like in a deep depression somewhere. He 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 said like, I don't know what to they, what does he do next year? Like if Tulsa <laughs> makes it, he wasn't even on his board. Yeah. 
Like, what do you do? Yeah. So I'm obviously rooting for Michigan to beat them. And then Michigan gets to play Notre Dame, who's a hated rival in football. And I think Mich- Michigan is the kind of team that can beat anybody in the country, inclu- you know, or they can lose to anybody in the country. So they yeah. could. Uh, so I think that Michigan Notre Dame would be a great game. But I, I would guess you're going to point to Wisconsin Pittsburgh. Yeah, Wisconsin Pittsburgh is a really yeah. good game. I'll be rooting the hardest in this region for Stony Brook, and I yeah. think the Chattanooga over Indiana would be like a classic, really cool March Madness thing. And Indiana has a bad enough coach for that definitely to be in play. Although the Indiana Kentucky round two game will be exciting on paper until Kentucky runs them off the floor. Yeah, I think um, this region is is probably the most talented, except for the two seed, which oh is for sure, best. yeah, agreed. All right, so let's uh, let's continue clockwise. So now we go into the Midwest. What's what's your game to watch in the Midwest? First well, time. I love Iona, so I'm excited about Iona, Iowa State, but I don't think that's going to be close. It's going to be, con- it's gonna be confusing Zaga. in the corner of your screen when you're looking for a. Oh, forget it. There was the great Bradley against Pittsburgh game one year, of course, right? When Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt was yeah, a, yeah. Seton Hall, Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga was probably a national title contender until their uh, best player, who was an unpronounceable Primozlov Korzhnuski or whatever his name is, yeah. uh, went down. There's actually they did a HBO did a hard. You haven't seen it, right? They did like a hard knock style series on Gonzaga. No, that's, I think finishing tonight. I wasn't it, so great. It, it looked pretty bad, honestly. So yeah, it was it. honestly it wasn't good. I, I'll tell you what, the coach Mark Few, which I I'm I'm always few. They really underperform in the tournament. People think of them as a Cinderella Gonzaga. Yeah, they haven't been but, in 15 years. It's crazy, right? They made they've made the Elite Eight twice, once in the late 90s and once last year. But they really have some unbelievable players. The problem is they have no guards. So they have Arvidas Sabonis' son, who's like amazing. Yeah, he's really good. But then they had another like even bigger European guy who was incredible, who was out for the year with a with a back injury. So and they have Kyle Wilcher, who's scored double digits on the Kentucky team that won the championship a couple of years ago. So they're totally those are three like enormous guys like no college teams ever had or maybe since the 80s, like three guys like six, nine or above who are really good. They but they literally don't have decent guards. Yeah, but few has no personality. They actually show the assistant coach a lot because he's like in charge of screaming at them and he's mean to them. <laughs> whereas few just like is kind of in charge of looking like the guy who's going to be caught on to catch a predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that should be a really good game. It's weird to see Seton Hall. I feel like they haven't been in the tournament in forever. Yeah. And so that, that but that should be a fun game. I still root for Gonzaga, but I, I do think that maybe the bloom is they almost missed the tournament this year. I think maybe the bloom is off the rose. All right. So now we end up in the West. Uh, to me, uh, St. Joe's and Cincinnati, probably the best first round game here. Yeah. Cincinnati is the best defensive team in the country. They are yeah. very good. Uh, it would be I think the two 16 seeds are so bad. That it's not like Holy Cross or Southern is going. I'm not a big Oregon fan, and I think like maybe Florida Gulf Coast could have made them sweat a tiny bit, but it's the wrong 16 seed here. Southern is from the SWAC, which is a really terrible conference, and the Holy Cross was is from a bad conference, and they're also like the worst team in that conference. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to fare. Um, I, I think it would be cool if Yale was able to keep it close, but Baylor's the type of team they're just a little too big and physical for you know the first round for these minor schools like yeah they're the type of team that can be solved in the second round and Yale also look they're they're missing their captain who's been kicked off the team i think he yeah. was like their third leading scorer there's unjustly a lot of it- i might have no i'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there's know. a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of issues going around that <laughs> yeah. team right yeah. now i'm not sure on campus how much support they're going to be getting no, i yep. don't think they're getting any support on campus yeah duke versus unc wilmington there is nothing more fun than seeing Duke lose in the first round. Oh, for sure. It's Shashevsky seems like either wins a championship at this point or lose in the first round. I think that to, for them to lose to a North Carolina school would absolutely be a delight, especially if this was the year that UNC ends up winning the tournament. It would be great if Duke loses in the first round. They're very unlikable, just as unlikable as ever. So my 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 upset special, UNC Wilmington, uh, hopefully beating Duke, and that would be uh, really the, the moment of the first round. All right, so now let's uh, let's go to the final four picks. 
Why don't we start in the West? Who do you have advancing out of the West? Well, so now we're going backwards? Yeah, we'll just stay where we are, and we'll just work backwards. Uh, to me, there's no question. By, by far, the best team is Oklahoma. They have the best yep. player. Did you see Buddy Hill, that, that half-court shot that went just after the buzzer? No, in I the, didn't in... see it. Okay, so... They were down by two at the buzzer in the conference semifinal against West Virginia. Buddy Heald hit a half-court shot at the buzzer. It was absolutely bonkers. And then they checked, and it was by two frames, like two frames of the video. It was mm-hmm. as close as can be to be after the buzzer so that the refs reviewed it and they end up saying correctly because they've blown some of these calls in the past correctly that the shot did not count but america's going to be introduced to buddy healed you know the leading scorer in the nation he's going to go bonkers i think and i agree with you they're 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 going to march right through the west is it sad that by far the best player in the country is not even in the tournament the crazy thing about that is why lsu turned down the nit what, what's the explanation for that no uh, the rumor the uh, the rumor is that he already left like he he was I think he had stopped going to class a while ago, possibly. Well, isn't that why he wasn't eligible for the Naismith Award? Because, yeah, he wasn't eligible for the yeah. Naismith. No, because he was under 2-0, I think. Is, yeah. They're just not allowed to Well, say. that's what I'm saying. He's not even going to class. Yeah, I think I right. it was like 1.8 or something. It was even lower, the threshold. You know, and Andrew Bogut, who, so we're talking about uh, Ben Simmons, and Andrew, yeah. he's Australian, and Andrew Bogut's Australian. And Bill Simmons, who loves Ben Simmons, asked on, on, uh, on Bill Simmons' His interview podcast, with Bogut a couple weeks ago, yeah. And Bogut was, like, really sour on this guy, Ben Simmons. So maybe there's something wrong with Simmons. Uh, but yeah, I think he. Left you know what? I would love for the Timberwolves it. to get him for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. He would be yeah, fit yeah. in perfectly there. Oh yeah, that w- that would be the perfect team for him. No, if you put him on a team with Towns and Wiggins and Rubio, that that team that team's Oklahoma City. That team would win sixty games within two seasons. Can now they would. Uh, Kevin they, Garnett would actually make him cry every day. <laughs> you think Simmons is weak? I think he's a wuss. No, he would just. Kevin Garnett would say horrible things about his family in Australia. All right. Okay. So now let's let's move back over to the Midwest. Hopefully, we'll have a disagreement here. The thing, Virginia, Michigan State, obviously, you know, would be a fantastic matchup in the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Last year, we saw it much too early in the tournament. Uh, two of the best defensive teams in the league. Michigan State has probably my favorite player in the tournament in Valentine. You know, I'm a big I'm a Big Ten guy, so I've been watching him for a couple of years. It's very for some reason Michigan State to me is always the least likable team. I'm not a big Izzo fan. They're not. In, they're always really good, but in boring ways. They, they they only make the final four every other year. Yeah. Yes, uh, although they rarely win it. To me, they are the best team this year, and uh, I have them winning the Midwest. All right, it would be great to see them against Virginia again in the Elite Eight, just because. No, yeah. I would like. I want to see. I want to see Virginia. Well, there's also no team there. Like, I don't think Utah is fitting that spot. I don't think Iowa State or Purdue. Like, it's it's a two team region. So, who the third most talented team is All probably right. Gonzaga. Okay, so now back up to the East. Hopefully, we'll disagree on something here. This is this is the most this is the most stacked of the regions we've agreed by far. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of teams that would have had picking in a different region. I have I have Carolina winning this one. Actually, in my the Sweet Sixteen, I have uh, on the bottom side, I have a six and a ten. I have Notre Dame Pitt. So I have a bunch of upsets there, but uh, ultimately the one seed prevailing. I want to disagree with you. I would love to see Kentucky beat North Carolina. You know, and frankly, there, there's so many teams that could. Indiana could beat them. Look, if North Carolina makes the Final Four, they'll have earned it in this bracket. I, I'm not saying that I've picked it in all my brackets, but in terms of if I had to pick one team, I am leaning towards North Carolina. So it doesn't look like we have a lot of disagreement. And then we get to the uh, to the South. I have Trump University winning. Yeah, I have uh, Kansas running away with it. I, to me, Miami has a good coach, so they're actually kind of intriguing. That Miami Villanova Sweet Sixteen game could be really good, and Maryland is fantastic. The Maryland Cal will be the best uh, second round game possibly. Maryland lost to Minnesota this year. They were the only t- win for. That's Minnesota why they're a five the seed. If they hadn't lost to Minnesota, they would have been like a two. Yeah, the seeding for the Big Ten teams is very. They all got very low ratings, considering how like the Big Ten was sort of considered, you know, 
if not the best in the second best conference this year. And yet all the yeah, teams- people say that the big 12 and the Pac-12 teams that are, are, are kind of jokes that they sort of just got. So Villanova is going to lose early again. Or, you know, there's been one year, of course, when they went to the final four. But other than that, they've been very unsuccessful in the tournament with Jay Wright. They're always. Yeah, they're always too small. Also, they're too small for the tournament. You know, it's nice to have four guards in the regular season. Yeah, I have Kansas. OK, so we both have we both have the exact same final four. So that's oh boy. extremely boring. It's a good thing we're not in like a bunch of pools together with the same yeah. pick. <laughs> and now who do you have winning Oklahoma or Kansas? You know, the thing is, that's we, we've already seen those teams. Those teams played the best game of the year earlier this season the first time they played which is when they were number one and number two in the country i was more impressed with oklahoma in that game mm-hmm. kansas is a deeper team i don't know that's gonna be a great game i'm not gonna make it i'm not predicting a winner right now of that game do i have to do that right now we have a couple no, you, don't, you don't have to i i have oklahoma winning and i mean in the if you're in a bracket i think you should probably fill out the bracket i don't think you can wait yeah. a couple weeks <laughs> yeah and then uh you see michigan state who do you have winning so i have uh, michigan state is sort of my pick to, to win it all this year except mm-hmm. that the largest bracket i'm in is with all people from michigan or mostly people from Michigan. Yeah. And so there, if you pick a team from Michigan, they're, they're, you can't win doing that because that's what everybody's doing. So in that right. in that bracket, I actually have Michigan State losing relatively early just to buck the trend. Right. And so, yeah, I, and that, so I have Michigan State over Oklahoma. Um, all right. In the championship. Oh, wait, you also Michigan State winning at all? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Sorry. So yeah, we didn't play guys. We didn't play this ahead of time. Yeah, I would have I would have picked like uh Chattanooga to go all yeah, the way. During, during our pre-show notes, we should have discussed this. Okay, so now now let's let's get to what actually uh, everybody's clamoring for. No, nobody clamoring. cares about our opinion. Yeah, nobody cares about our opinions about uh, about who's the best college basketball in the country. Yeah, people, want people, want us to, people want us to know like who are the greatest people in the whole country. We're not yeah. qualified for college basketball. Exactly. Exactly. So we are in the Elite Eight of the Greatest Living American Tournament. We'll start in the upper left bracket. We didn't give our brackets names. But in that region, it's come down to Sandra Day O'Connor and Bill Gates. Now, I threw up some Twitter polls yesterday just to get an idea of okay. uh, the wisdom of the crowd. And by the crowd, I mean 11 people because <laughs> that's how okay. many people voted. Uh, but, but this one, Bill Gates uh, ran away with a 10 to 1. So Bill Gates carried 91% of the vote over Sandra Day O'Connor. And I really don't see a way to disagree. I would love to know who that one person who voted for O'Connor was to sort of bring him or her on to hear sure. the other take. Was it you by any chance? No, I voted okay. for Gates. So is there is there any argument for Sandra Day O'Connor to be no. considered a, a greater person than Bill Gates? No, Bill Gates onto the next round into the final four. So now let's let's move to the to the to the to the southwest region uh, on our sheet, uh-huh. and there we have Barack Obama. No, uh, uh-uh. you're gonna start talking about this now. <laughs> no. uh-huh. The podcast is over. You better leave this in the podcast. This is great. I don't think I'm gonna hear it. He's um, in trouble with his wife. My wife didn't realize that we were discussing not one. She's bracket, watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Are there any real housewives that should be in the top eight? Jen, who's the greatest living real housewife? <laughs> the greatest living. What about Bethany? She's great. Bethany? Bethany, I like Bethany a lot. She likes Bethany a lot. Is oh. Bethany your favorite from all the shows, from all the s- cities? No. She, she's, 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 not get, she's not getting roped into a podcast, she says. Okay, so now we have Barack Obama against Michael Jordan. Oh, no, no. Shh. No. We'll be done in done? 10, 10 minutes. Tell her Akiva. I stayed up till four in the morning for this. Yeah, I know. It's it's four in the morning for him, for God's sake. Show some respect. All right. So it's, we have Barack Obama against Michael Jordan, the, the the first black president against the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, on this one in my Twitter poll, Michael Jordan did a little bit better than Sandra O'Connor. He got two votes. It was still Obama in a landslide. You know, you can make an argument for Jordan. My, my counter argument would be, you know, as I said last week, Barack Obama is the only person in this tournament who one day his face will appear on money. The, there could be another Michael Jordan one day. You know, LeBron, yeah, LeBron has come close. There will never be another Barack Obama, right? We'll never have a first black president beyond the specific policies, agree or disagree. 
the historical nature of his election, I think, is 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 enough to push him even past the greatest basketball player of all time. And again, the other thing with Jordan is his post-playing career has been very disappointing so far. I hear you. I mean, again, you know, I, we've made this case already, but his team, the team he owns isn't good, but it's he, financially he's doing better than just from being good at basketball. He has turned himself into a billionaire. It's hard to call him a failure, you know, post post uh, playing career. But yeah, to me, Obama gets this and Obama gates in a Titanic uh, final four uh, matchup. OK, so now let's go to the other side. This is the best matchup in the in the Elite Eight. It's Muhammad Ali against Bill Clinton. Oh, boy. Bill Clinton, one of our most popular presidents. You know, one, probably the most charismatic guy this country has produced in a long time. Muhammad Ali, you know, the most beloved athlete in this country. He has like 100% approval rating. He was a little bit before our time. I don't think people like, do we understand why Muhammad Ali is so beloved? No, not not fully. Yeah. You know, he was a charismatic athlete. He took a principled stand against the Vietnam War and he really put something on the line. You know, most people just found deferments or excuses or ran away to Canada. He actually stuck where he was and gave up millions of dollars, went to jail for his principles. So, you know, that was heroic. But yeah, but I don't think that we really appreciate Muhammad Ali. I'm sure if we had somebody of our parents' generation on here, they could give a more forceful argument for him. I will point out, by the way, that in this Twitter poll, it was exactly 50-50. Uh, again, it was only 10 votes, but five for Muhammad Ali, five for Bill Clinton. Akiva, which way are you voting here? Okay, so first of all, when uh, ESPN did their huge Sports Century poll, Jordan was one, Ruth was two, Ali was three. Your beloved Jim Brown was four. The, the argument against Ali is that maybe he's not the greatest athlete of all time, and some people say he's not even the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. But to me, Clinton is just another president. He's charismatic, but he's not in anybody's top 10 presidents list. So I don't think he needs to go on. So I'm going with Muhammad Ali. Well, but hold on. So unsurprising to anybody, I have a chart of the top heavyweights of all time. Okay. And Muhammad Ali is number one. And I, not I only that, he's not number one in every single person's list. All right. ESPN is the number one. Boxing.com is the number one. Boxing Insider. I, I have. What about Boxing Outsider? Number one. I have 13 different lists that I average together for their rankings. He's number two on Cox's corner, and he's number two on Listverse. So yeah, I mostly – mo- yeah. Listverse is, I think, fan <laughs> just generated. Yeah, mostly I, I listen to Cox's corner's opinions Cox's on corner, boxing. Yeah. That's, so that's Cox's where I go corner, for boxing. Cox's news. corner puts Joe Lewis number one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but everybody else – so in other words, Muhammad Ali is – he's the consensus. I guess what you're saying is it's not as consensus as Michael Jordan in basketball. But it's pretty damn close. And the other thing to remember about Muhammad Ali is that who he faced, right? Like, you know, when you talk about like nowadays, there's really only one or two heavyweights who are good at the time. But you look at this list of the top 15 heavyweights of all time. They were all at the same time as Ali. So he was fighting against the best. You have Muhammad Ali at number one. You have Larry Holmes at number four. You have George Foreman at number five. You have Joe Frazier at number eight. You have Sonny Liston at number yeah. 12. Well, again, we're voting for the same person. So I'm not sure why you're selling me on Ali. Oh, are we voting for the same person? Well, I voted for Ali. I'm not sure. Again, the number one boxer, number two athlete versus like the number okay. 20 president. Well, but, but, but number first 18 okay. president. So, so here's the thing. So nobody cares about boxing anymore in America, right? Boxing is like what? Our 10th biggest sport. Sure. But he already did it. Like he's not boxing now. He's yeah. he's already made his. Yeah. Muhammad. And also Muhammad who gets Ali has. A bigger, who gets a, a bigger obituary when they die in the New York Times? That's a good question. Oh, Bill Clinton for sure. Yeah. Because. But that's There's because he has more of an impact. President. Yeah. And also, he's got a lot more to come. You know, he's he's about to be the first first gentleman for the next four, I mean, that would years. Be, you know, that could really push him over. A lot but of again, potential. A lot of yeah. potential there. Yeah, but then he might not even be the, the greatest person in his family. Yeah, so here's the problem. I don't want I don't want this to just be like Obama against Clinton in the finals. Even no, though, you know, I. I, yeah, and you, you were against the idea of having presidents in this at all. Yeah. 
because it's hard to I compete think, with the president. Cause, yeah, because exactly. How do you compete? Like, by definition, the president should be the greatest American. And, um, you know, so so I guess – so that would be your point. So I, I think I will concede and I'm going to vote for Clinton. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to vote for Ali. But I'm going to count it as a vote for Clinton and then I concede to you. Okay, fine. Ali. So, and then the last one is very simple. I think Mark Zuckerberg has to beat Al Gore. Yeah, agreed. Al Gore does not belong, and it bothers me that he would even be considered. And that one, for. that vote, uh, Al Gore got one vote, just like Sandra Day O'Connor. You mean, oh, in, in your Twitter poll, it was like yeah. eight to one or nine to one. Yeah. Okay. What if What if Donald Trump becomes president? If we did this again in January, where would he be? <laughs> well, I mean, George H. W. Bush, George W. Bush, Jimmy Carter, they all were in the tournament and lost pretty quickly. What if Donald Trump becomes the best president? <laughs> Well, then we will certainly have to recalculate. We'll, we'll have to rethink a lot of things. I'll uh, leave it at that. I'm moving to All Canada. Right. Okay. So, so now, now we have a final four. No. Are we? <laughs> we're not doing the final four now. <laughs> Wait, we're saving it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to save the final four, but so that our listeners can get excited. Here's the final four. These are the matchups we have as we try to determine who is the greatest living American. We have Bill Gates against Barack Obama, and on the other side, we have Muhammad Ali against Mark Zuckerberg. We have a. Uh, Muslim versus Jew. We have a holy war in the uh, second uh, of our semifinal matchups. And on the other side, of course, we have Bill Gates, our, our greatest philanthropist, our, our richest man, against Barack Obama, our president. So those are the matchups. Let us know what you think. Please give us comments. By the way, we never asked for this. Please give us uh, some reviews and feedback on iTunes because it helps. Just give us five stars. Nobody's giving, nobody's you know, rating the show. Yeah. And let us know. Tweet at Akiva and me. I'm at hester99. Akiva is at keev26. Let us know what you think about the episode and let us know Bill Gates versus Barack Obama, who you think should win and why. Mark Zuckerberg versus Muhammad Ali, who you think should win and why. Possibly who you think the champion should be of those four. If you say something particularly interesting, we will throw you in the next podcast. By the way, we had one of our listeners, a hardcore fan of John Glenn. I think that uh, we should give him a shout out because this guy knows so much. This guy said that he wishes that John Glenn had become the president. This is Jim Crumley. Jim is on Twitter at Jim underscore Crumley. And he... um, by the way, he says that if, if Gates or Zuckerberg makes it much further in the tournament, it'll be a travesty. And Sorry. now they're both yeah, now they're both in the final four. So apologies to Jim. But um yeah, he's a big fan of John Glenn and uh, he's not a big fan of Gates and Zuckerberg. What 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 is it about them that he hates, do you think? Do you think he's just an anti technology guy or I don't know. Anti nerd? Is he is he maybe Jim Crumley is goose gossage? Maybe Ooh, just hates he doesn't like the nerds. Uh, do you hate the nerds? Do you hate nerds, Jim? I'm not sure. Yeah. Zuckerberg and Gates both dropped out of Harvard. Both yeah. pretty nerdy. Maybe pretty he likes nerdy. people who finish Harvard. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Maybe. Well, Barack Obama finished Harvard. Uh, maybe he likes him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, Jim, let us let us know what it is that you hate about Gates and Zuckerberg. Let us know who you think should uh, – well, I guess we know. He thinks it should be Obama against Ali then in the championship, right? Because he's, he's anti-Gates and anti-Zuckerberg. We'll discuss that and more. Maybe he was a big Al Gore guy. Who knows? Okay, so on next week's episode, we will do our final four of the Greatest Living Americans tournament. We'll discuss the Sweet 16 – of March Madness, and then we have a extra special surprise idea that Akiva has for next week, but we will save it for then, right? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you to sign off. No, I'm just going to stay here forever and get you in trouble with your wife. Yeah. I'm never going to say it. What does she want? What Does she want you to watch Real Housewives with her? No. Why does she po- care that you're podcasting? Because my podcasting is disrupting her concentration on the show. What are they like? She, that's yeah. the thing. She watches Real Housewives the way that like I watch Game of Thrones. It's not just the, it's not just like on in the background lightly. She has to like analyze like <laughs> the dialogue, you know, the script. Would she listen to a podcast about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Well, she wouldn't listen to a podcast. Period. You know, she would never listen to a podcast. She, she's anti-podcast. 
Is that because of this, or was she always anti-podcast? If by this you mean the fact that I do podcasts, yeah, that's probably why. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what's bringing, this is what's paying the bills. This is what's bringing in the money in her house. Yeah. I'm not sure why she yeah. doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even have that excuse the way that, that you know, like Rob's sister. Nino. Is there anybody who has a podcast whose wife doesn't hate the podcast? Like every podcast I listen to, and I listen to like 20 or 30 different podcasts, at some yeah. point. Is that I'll, a brag, I'll, or are you just telling us how nerdy you are? Yeah, well, you listen to more podcasts than I do. Oh, for sure, I know, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like brag about it. But I'm just saying, like, I've never heard a podcast where the podcast host mentioned yeah. the fact that his or her significant other, anytime they mention it, it says somebody who never listens to the podcast. Is there anybody whose spouse listens to their podcast? Ooh, good question. Oh no, yeah. If you have a podcast and your spouse or significant other listens to it, uh, let us know. I don't think I don't. Th- I think if you forced my wife to either get a job or listen to five episodes of my Seinfeld podcast, she'd get a job. <laughs> But your wife probably hates Seinfeld also, right? I think she's indifferent towards it, yeah. Yeah, the frustrating part is like that's my wife's attitude towards it. Even though she loves Curb, and even though every time I tell her like a plot from Seinfeld, she giggles. But I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why, why don't you watch the episode with me? And then all of a sudden, she's super resistant. I think she just – she hates what Kramer had to say. She hates what Michael Richards had to say. She's not over oh, it is yet. that why? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she, also, she says she hates laugh tracks. See, the thing is she needs a show like Real Housewives because she doesn't, she doesn't like to be distracted by the laugh track. It's One thing I've really liked rewatching Seinfeld is if you listen closely, like you'd hear individual people's laugh. And when there's like a really big like laugh scene, you hear like – you just hear like ridiculous laughs. So – I have to admit that when I've been at live tapings of shows, I sometimes try and do that thing where I try and give like – I try and make my laugh a little bit audible. Can you ever hear yourself later? I, I don't actually remember actually watching the show and trying to listen for it. But I do know that while I'm watching the show, sometimes I give like an extra la- – like I sort of – you know. but also I don't have a particularly you – know, you have to have a very unique laugh. I think first of all, you need to be a woman. Women seem to have more unique laughs than men usually. Mm-hmm. Yes, all women's laughs. All right, now we're now we're. This is what happens when you don't say whatever. We just start talking about random things for some. Well, you should have just tried to trick me into getting. You know, I like this. I think I was actually going to ask you a question, which the answer is whatever. But like, like, what question would I ask you? Uh, what was uh, what was Cher's catchphrase in Clueless? I think it was was that well, it was as if, but it was also whatever. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.